60,000 is brought to you in part by RP Funding. RP Funding Inc. is licensed and can offer loans in Alabama, Arkansas, Florida, Kentucky, Louisiana, North Carolina, Ohio, Oklahoma, South Carolina, Tennessee, Texas, Virginia, and West Virginia, and is also licensed by the Mississippi Department of Banking and Consumer Finance and by the Pennsylvania Department of Banking and Securities. Office is located at 500 Wonderly Place, Suite 300, Maitland, Florida, 32751. Telephone 321-397-4420. RP Funding's nationwide mortgage licensing system ID number is 70168, and Robert Palmer's NMLS ID number is 76197. We are saving thousands with Robert Palmer right here on the Saving Thousands Radio Network. Well, I hope that you are having a great day today. But you know what? We're going to make your day even better. How could that be? Well, because today Robert Palmer comes to the microphone to help you with your money. You see, Robert Palmer is the empowering voice that you've been needing and waiting for. Robert Palmer comes to the radio seven days a week and in some places around the clock to give you the guidelines designed to equip you with the tools to better handle money. Let's look at life. We learn a lot of lessons when we're coming up through life, but nobody ever takes the time to sit us down and talk about money. I mean, let's face it. We'll sit down with a group of friends or we'll talk about things in the economy or politics, but do we ever talk about our personal money? Well, we don't. It's kind of like it's taboo for some reason. Dads and moms will take great pride in teaching their kids how to be polite, how to use the right fork for crying out loud, how to drive a car, all these things, but they never talk about money. So suddenly we find ourselves working and we get that paycheck and there is the grand disconnect in life. Where do we go then? We're standing at the edge of the Grand Canyon. There's so many places that we could put that money, but we have no idea what to do with it until a late notice arrives or the phone rings during dinner and somebody says, hi, are you Mr. Smith? Well, Mr. Smith, you owe us money. And by the way, we're recording this phone call. And by the way, we might call your boss. I mean, they threaten, they go crazy, and we find ourselves being intimidated by money. Well, you don't need to be. That's why we're here. The show is called Saving Thousands. And Robert, let's kick it off with talking about kids and credit. You know, so again, Rob, in one of my companies, RP Funding, a big mortgage company here in, uh, in the Southeast, you know, I see thousands and thousands of credit reports a month. And we see this pattern of, of, of kids getting in trouble with their very first credit card. Uh-huh. You know, the re- one of the reasons it's so hard to get that first credit card is because statistically, most people blow up on their first credit card. You know, they, they don't know how to handle it. They, they think it's free money. They, they get that first credit card. And all of a sudden, it's maxed out, and they can't pay it back, and they don't know what to do, uh, and and it's a disaster. And so that's what we see. And this is because there's a lack of education, a lack of understanding, you know. And so one of the big things is, you know, where are kids? One of the great you know, research articles that Caleb didn't hear is, you know, where are kids? What are kids watching? Right? Where are kids getting their their financial information? You know, most kids are not out there watching, you know, CNBC or listening again to this radio network. It's not our demographic. You know, the, the you know, younger kids are not listening to talk radio. They're not hearing me. They're not watching TV and, and hearing other people talk about personal finance. You know, and so 65% of kids 8 to 14 learn about money from their parents, right? Because we don't teach it in schools. That's another one of my big complaints, mm-hmm. you know, is that the schools don't do enough. And what the schools do doesn't really prepare. You know, no school is out there telling kids the realities of finding themselves in debt. You know, the, 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 the few schools who do teach financial literacy are focused on how to balance a checkbook. You know, okay, this is, you know, the real basic stuff that just doesn't get to where it needs to be. Nobody's talking about, hey, if you go out there and get a credit card and you max it out and you can't pay it back, you're going to blow up your credit and you're not going to be able to buy a car and you're not going to be able to buy a house and you're not going to be able to buy an engagement ring. And everything that you're trying to plan in your life can be destroyed by one stupid decision you make right now when it comes to abusing a credit card. Uh, and so, you know, this is the big thing. And so kids are learning from their parents. Um, you know, the problem is, you know, 69% of parents are concerned about setting a good example for their kids. And see, this, I think, is where the confusion comes in, Rob. You know, I, I think a lot of parents feel like setting the good example means hiding the truth, mm-hmm. right? You know, so if, if the parents are having financial trouble, the, well, we don't want our kids to see that. We don't want to teach our kids this, so we're going to hide it from them, right? Well, kids aren't stupid. You know, and they can tell in a household, you know, this study goes on to talk about how, you know, kids can tell, you know, kids kind of pick up on when mom's hiding purchases from dad or dad's hiding purchases from mom. And this kind of teaches that, you know, you know, hide purchases and, you know, not being honest, you know, your kids can tell if you're stressed out about money, but then you're telling them everything's fine. And, you know, so again, our kids are much more in tune to our lives than we think. And I know from my personal example, 
uh, that you are not doing your kids any favors by hiding the truth and the reality of your financial situation from them. Uh, again, I, I think I think you can put some kind of filter on it, but you know it, it, they got to understand the realities. They have to understand that that life can be tough and that money can be tough. And you know I think if, if you made you know, most parents today probably made some mistakes with credit uh, in their late teens, early twenties. You know, share those stories with your children. Talk to them about you know what happened. Again, this is tough for a parent to say. You know, hey son, uh, I screwed up, and when I was nineteen, I ran up this credit card and I never paid it back, and because of that, I had to rent you know, for the first five or six years uh, after I got out of college. Or I almost couldn't marry your mother because I couldn't get approved for the, the engagement ring, right? I couldn't buy your mother the engagement ring I wanted to because I couldn't get approved for credit and I had to pay cash for it because I blew up my credit score uh, in my late teens, early 20s. You know, but no, parents don't want to have these conversations with their kids. But this is probably the biggest service we can do for them, the biggest education we can do. Um, you know, almost half of parents don't have any type of emergency fund. We talk about that. That's one of our rules. Uh, 28% carry over a credit card balance every single month. Uh, you know, and the other, this is the big one too, Rob. I, this was kind of interesting to me. Uh, 28% of, of parents have taken money from their child's piggy bank uh, oh, to, wow. to, meet, to meet some type of financial hardship. And, and again, don't think the kid misses this, right? And, and so when, when, when they see the reality of it, you know, but they aren't told the reasoning behind it. And they're not given the backstory, not given the full story. You know, kids are now trying to form opinions and, and, and make perceptions based on half of the data, right? Half the information. And so one of the big things I think parents can be is more transparent with their children about what's going on in their finances, you know, mistakes they've made. Uh, again, how, how do we learn? Our kids learn from our mistakes. And we, we seem to, to understand that and be willing to embrace that in most parts of society except for money and finance you know we'll tell our kids the story about the first you know love who broke our heart and we'll tell the kids our, you know, our kids a story you know about about making good decisions and bad decisions when it comes to other parts of personal life and drugs and alcohol and all these other things but we don't want to talk to them about credit and when you look at the amount of damage that lack of understanding for credit lack of understanding for debt can have uh, it can be you know i think have a bigger impact than a lot of, of other things that we do try to protect our kids from you know, and so, you know, one of the things is kids, you know, obviously they do, they do what they see, right? So they're, they're going to imitate our behavior. That's how they learn to talk. You know, I, I talk about this a lot, Rob. I'm really fascinated by the fact that, you know, children learn to talk at such a young age. Mm -hmm. And where as an adult, when we try to learn a second language or a third language, <laughs> it's, it, it's very difficult. But you look in a, you know, at a young age, children learn how to speak. And it's from imitating what we do. And you don't have to sit down with them and say, okay, this is this word, this is that word. They just pick up on it from watching you. And so it's such a clear example of how smart our kids are, how smart we are at a very young age that we don't give ourselves credit for, and how, how intuitive we are and how observant we are as little children to watch our parents' behavior in order to even pick up on a language. I mean, if you think they can learn a language just from watching you, don't think they're not picking up on your financial habits and what's really going on. Uh, and, you know, and so, you know, if parents are abusing credit cards, you know, kids are going to see that, uh, you know, if parents have major difference of opinions on money, right? So if, if mom and dad are fighting about money, if mom and dad, you know, are, you know, again, mom and dad are in there fighting about money and the kid walks in and it just kind of goes away, right? They don't want, they're going to stop the conversation. They don't want the kid to know what's going on. The kid's now picking up bits and pieces, right? They're not stupid. They're not blind to the fact that you're in there talking about money, but now they're only getting half the story. They're not really understanding what's really going on, maybe what was the, the cause of the problem. You know, did the family spend more than they had? Is the family paying for past mistakes with student loans? Is the family paying for past mistakes with credit cards? This is the type of information that kids need to use. Again, you've got to give our, the younger versions of ourselves more credit. Uh, you know, again, we were smart enough to pick up on language. We're smart enough to learn math. You know, it's funny, you know, you'll see you'll see parents who struggle with algebra, right, because they haven't done it in so long. And then, you know, now you've got kids, you know, in, in elementary school knocking it out like it's nothing. You That's know, right. computers, you know, iPads. You know, you'll see, you'll see adults who struggle and are afraid of an iPad or a laptop. And then you'll have a kid who will get in there and just go off on it and, and make it do amazing things. We're very, very smart at a very, very young age, and we don't seem to want to give ourselves credit for that uh, as a society. And, and I think money is a big part of it. And if you're tuned in late, we're saving thousands with Robert Palmer. You see, those of you that are new to the show may not understand that Robert Palmer is now giving of his time, kind of a benefactor thing, coming on the radio at his cost. 
That's right. This radio time that you're listening to did not come free. We approached your radio station. We bought this time so that Robert could use it to pay back. Robert could use it to, well, pay it forward, if you will, to give you the information that he has gleaned from tens of thousands of credit files over the years. Imagine being in the mortgage business and doing thousands of loans a year. Well, imagine how many credit reports you have to go through, how many credit scores you have to read, how many people that Robert has sat down with and talked to about money. Well, it didn't take long for him to say, wait a minute, it doesn't matter whether this family was making 50000 or 450000 it's the mistakes they made along the way that put them where they are credit-wise, okay? So it's all the same rules, it's all the same money. So we've got to use it wisely, and that's why we're on the air. And we've got a lot yet to talk about this hour. Robert's going to talk about how the government's now helping to crack down on our behalf. Also, we're going to be talking about if you go after a mortgage, when should you lock your rate? Very important discussion there. We'll talk about some of the refinance strategies that you can use right now to help you in this economy. We're going to talk about the tricks that finance companies use to take more of our money, and we'll talk about junk fees. But Robert, the government is stepping up. Yes, part of the government is actually out there to help us. They're the consumer protection people, and they're after companies that promise one thing, but also take a lot of our money. And a new case just came to light. You know, LifeLock is another one. You know, these guys that get LifeLock had a, they, they were, uh, they entered into an agreement. So the FTC busted them for something years ago, you know, deceptive advertising. Uh-huh. And again, kind of around the same thing. One of the big points of the, of the, the city uh, settlement had to do with them, uh, with the fake credit protection, right? It's like, oh, we're going to, we're going to protect your credit. Because again, this is on people's minds. I mean, there's, there's all these hacking cases and people's personal information. You know, we had the Target thing a couple years ago. You know, all this stuff going on, big companies getting hacked, personal information being out there. Did you just see, Rob, where this cheating website got hacked? Yeah, the cheating site, the, you know, it, the IRS, you know, it, everybody. It, it, it's, in, it's insane. And so people are obviously scared about their personal information. Mm-hmm. And so to prey on that fear, these companies have cooked up fake products that are supposed to protect you. And, and really all you have to do to protect yourself is, is go to Equifax, TransUnion, Experian. And if you suspect you've been a victim of identity fraud, you can freeze your credit at no cost with most of these these bureaus. So mm. why would you pay, you know, LifeLock, whatever, 100, 200 bucks a year? And, and so the, the the advertising they use and the methods they use to sell this, and like in City's case, people didn't even say yes to it. They just added it to their added it to their, their bill so the guy in the call center could get a, you know, could, could make a little extra commission. So Completely insane. And so LifeLock got busted for this years ago. And, uh, and and now they've just been refined for not following the terms of their original agreement to stop doing it. And one of the things that 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 I, I that drives me crazy about these guys. So when you hear their commercials on the radio, they claim they can protect the equity in your home, right? Now, how 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 in the world how in the world is LifeLock going to keep my home value from going down? Which, which so again, they're they're preying on fear, right? We all we all lived through two thousand seven, eight, nine, ten when home values were going down and equity was being eroded and people were losing the equity in their home. But you don't need LifeLock to protect, there's nothing they can do to protect the equity in your home. See, when you get a credit card, right? So if I call up City right now, other than selling me a bunch of useless garbage that I didn't ask for, uh, they will give me a credit card just by asking me stuff over the phone, right? So I can say, sure. yeah, hey, yeah, my, this is uh, John Smith. Yes, no, I, I know I sound like that Robert Palmer guy on the radio, but no, no, my name is John Smith. See, I have a mustache, John Smith, right? And I'm wearing glasses. Uh, John Smith, yes, and my social security number is whatever, and here's my new address. Please send me a credit card for $10,000. And then they're like, okay, sir, as long as you buy all this garbage protection stuff from us, we'll send that credit card right out to you, right? So now I have a credit card in John Smith's name, and I can go out there and blaze it up and buy a big screen TV and stick him with a bunch of losses, right? That's how identity theft works. Well, if you try to do a mortgage, you have to close at a title company with a notary, and you have to provide two forms of ID, and there's all these other protections in place. So there is nothing about LifeLock that's going to protect the equity in your home, <laughs> but it sounds great, right? It sounds sounds great. Yeah, right, we're gonna protect your equity, and so this is the kind of stuff that they're getting fined for because it's 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 false, it's misleading, it's, it doesn't happen, doesn't exist. And uh, so the the funny thing is, so they they're they're publicly traded. Their stock dropped like thirty percent when this came out. That's gonna hurt, you know, because the shareholders are like, oh wow, if we get shut down, you know, all these practices we've been doing of making us all this money, they're telling us we can't do it anymore. What are we, what are we gonna do? 
So again, if, if LifeLock had just, I mean, let's roll back in time. Right? Uh-huh. If LifeLock had just, at that moment, four, three, four years ago, when the original order came out, if they had just changed their business model to do it the right way and quit deceiving consumers and quit trying to sell them garbage they don't need and just roll out a viable product, right? I guarantee you their stock price today would be higher than what it is after they just had this 30% drop, right? Certainly. So their stock is at like 10 bucks. I promise you it would be higher than that if they had just done the right thing three years ago. Hmm. Hindsight, right? But this is my my point that that what I'm telling business owners here is the truth. If you embrace the changes, if you treat your consumers correctly, if you stop acting like a vampire and trying to suck the blood out of every consumer you can get your nubby little hands on, you will ultimately be more successful. Yes, the short-term gains of blood sucking are monumental. Right? You can make a lot of money really quick by taking advantage of people, but it's not a long-term strategy. It is mm-hmm. not a long-term gain. And, and so here's an, LifeLock. There you go. LifeLock CEO. Had you done the right thing three years ago, your stock price would be higher today. Now, it wouldn't have been higher a week ago, right? That The short-term gain would have been better. They shot up to like 15 bucks a share. Now they're back to 10, you know, mm. which is lower than where they were back then. Uh, had they just done the right thing, they'd probably be sitting in the 12, 13, 14 range. So, yeah, the short-term gains wouldn't have been as great, but the long-term gains would be better. And so as business owners, you know, as CEOs, as CFOs, as COOs of companies, if we will just recognize the reality, the CFPB is here to stay. The days of taking advantage of consumers are long gone. You may get away with it for another year or two, but there will come a point when you do not get away with it any longer. Just embrace it and quit screwing around and let's do the right thing and you'll be more successful. Mm-hmm. And the consumer will not waste all this money and, and you know we're causing hardships. We're hurting our own economy, right? Our economy is trying to dig out the 700 million bucks that the city sucked out of people's pockets by selling them BS protection, you know, that could have gone to something useful in the economy. Sure. You know, but no, no. So again, we're, we're, we're hurting ourselves. We're making our own lives more difficult, you know? And so that's, that's where it all fits in. And so my, my plea as always, what rule is that, Rob? I, what rule number? You're my, my guru of rules, Rob Newton. What number is that? 13, be transparent, be open. There you go. If you own a customers. business, be transparent, be open. Rule number 13. Yeah. Let me ask you Life a question. LifeLock and City need to read the Saving Thousands rules, and they need to follow number 13. That's right. Now, a couple of other rules enter into this, and that is if people were watching their numbers, huh? Absolutely. rule number two, they would have seen those little uh, those little charges on their, yeah, uh, I will their credit card statements. I will guarantee you when you log into the mobile app, <laughs> it's not on there. Those, those, those charges <laughs> those aren't on there. aren't there, Robert? They're on the statement. <laughs> they're not in the mobile app. We all, we all know the trick they love with the mobile app because they can control what you see. See, the, legally, there's standards for the PDF statement, and right. they have to show you this stuff. On the mobile app, they're like, oh, wait, what if we turn that charge red against a red background? No one will ever see Can't it. See yeah. it. Wow. Now, the other thing is, do the consumers have access to the CF? I mean, is there a way we can call them or write them? Yeah, or how so, do we do that? Yeah, you. I don't know about call, but you can You can file a complaint on their website. On the website, yeah. okay. And a lot of people are doing that. That's the, Their database is very robust, and they publish... They publish like statistics on the highest complained about companies by industry and, and all these oh, different people things. Want to see that yeah, it is a yeah, CFPB uh, Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. You can Google them. I think it's CFPB.org or Consumer Finance Protection. Whatever, Google it, you'll find it. Okay, but yeah, you can. You can file the complaints right on there, and companies take them seriously. You know, they, they take it a lot more seriously sure. than if you just complain to them. See, and the other thing is the the complaints are put in a database, right? So they can be searched later, and Whoa. and so what they're looking for is patterns, right? And so when when thousands of consumers all complain about the same fee, see, you know, if you get, you get one complaint and they think, oh, well, you know, maybe this is just a, a crazy consumer, right? Who who didn't under, you know, whatever. But when you get a thousand of the same complaint, sure, now they take it seriously, and that's that's where a lot of their enforcement targets. That's where they're found. That's where it comes from. So, I, I, again, it's an organization I am happy is out there. Uh, you know, they they've had their own issues. There's been some, you know, the, their number two just resigned recently. There's been cool. some 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 allegations of internal discrimination. Uh, uh, amongst the employees. I mean, mm-hmm. again, it, it's a young government organization. And look how poorly some of the old government, right? You know, institutions, <laughs> yeah, the, the old government, mm. uh, you know, entities run. This is a new one. They're still, but it, the concept is right. You know, again, I, I'm not necessarily mm-hmm. uh, for the entire setup of the CFPB, but the concept needs to be there. 
and what they're doing is right. And again, it's about getting uh, attention of these companies. More great empowering news coming up right here on Saving Thousands. But right now, I wanted to tell you about one of our partners. See, we have the Saving Thousands radio network, which started a few years back in Central Florida on one news talk station. Whoa. Since then, this show has exploded across not only Florida, but now across almost all of the South and soon to be nationwide. And actually, if you look at the big picture, it's already on worldwide. If you go to iHeartRadio and you just go ahead and go to the Robert Palmer channel. It's that simple. The Robert Palmer channel actually plays these shows over and over again, 24 hours a day. So you can learn anytime you want by just going to iHeart and searching out Robert Palmer. But the partner that I was speaking about is our website. It's called savingthousands.com. So you have Saving Thousands radio show, and then you get on your computer and you go savingthousands.com. You have to spell out the word thousands, by the way. And when you get there, you're going to find probably one of the most beneficial websites that you can look at because it's all about empowering you. Everything on the entire website, no matter where you click, is not trying to sell you anything. It's providing you with very important information. And it's information you can use every day. We're not talking about Harvard economics here. We're not talking about the World Monetary Fund, okay? We're talking about you and me, the paycheck we get. What do we do with that paycheck? How can we plan out without going crazy How can we plan out our money spending? That doesn't mean we have to go without luxuries. It means we have to give everything its priority in our spending, and we use the 15 rules to success to get us there. These 15 rules to success can be found just by going to savingthousands.com and clicking on the rules. And one of those rules is shop around. And Robert teaches us and tells us in some of the radio shows you can listen to on demand from the past and some of the articles He talks about using our knowledge and shopping around and being wise in the final purchase. But Robert, shopping around doesn't stop with just products. The other big thing is, all right, this is part two to the shopping around. You have got to lock your interest rate in up front. All right, let's talk about how this works. Mm -hmm. So you call around, you shop around, you talk to three mortgage companies. They quote you an interest rate. They quote you fees. You pick the one you like the best. And you say, okay, I'm going to take that 3.5% fixed 30-year rate with a 3.72 APR or whatever the numbers are with the guy you pick. And you say, let's do it. Let's move forward. I'm going to take that deal. And he says, well, I don't think we should lock your rate in quite yet because I have a feeling. And that feeling tells me that rates are going to get even better, right? So don't lock it in today. Don't take the amazing deal I just offered you, the deal I offered you that is better than everyone else's deal that you talked to. They got you in the door. Don't take that deal. Let's wait. Because I think a few weeks from now, the deal will be oh so better. Right? Well, guess what happens two weeks from now? Now the rates start edging up. All of a sudden, whether rates actually went up or not, this guy is telling you that rates went up, right? And if rates go down, he's not telling you that. He's he's going to leave you right where you were. This is how mortgage companies make extra money. Well, one, this is how they bait and switch to get you in the door. And the, the thing is, by not locking your rate, it's legal. It's completely legal because you made a decision to float your rate. And when you float your rate, you're completely at their mercy. So today I sit here as a consumer and I have 30 days to close on my new home loan and I do the right thing, and I shop around, and I talk to three companies, and I pick the one with the best deal, and then I let the guy talk me out of locking in, right? So right now, I have all the power, right? I am, as the consumer, I have the power. Mm -hmm. If company A, if I actually take the time to call three companies and pit them against each other and shop them against each other, I now have all the power as the consumer. As soon as I don't lock the rate, I have now given all of the power to the guy that I'm in process with that I did not lock the rate with. Because here's what happens. Two weeks from now, now I am 16 days away from closing on my new home loan. I have no options. I have no time to switch companies. I have no time to go anywhere else. Mm. So when the guy all of a sudden says, oh, time to lock your rate in, and you think, oh, great. Well, it was going to be 3.5. Has it gone down to 3.0? And he says, no, actually, it's gone up to four. And your jaw drops. And you say, well... What do you mean it went up to four? 
And now he's going to talk to you about how Janet Yellen, you know, and the Fed, they, they made a statement. And, you know, the, the wind blew east instead of west. And the Chinese are buying less mortgage bonds today. Mm-hmm. And the Greek crisis has started to resolve itself. And I really, really thought rates were going to go down. I was wrong. Rates are now higher, which could be a complete lie. You have no way to know. The consumer has no way to know, in reality, what this company's rates have done over that time period. But when he looks at you and he says, nope, you didn't lock in back when I could give you the three and a half. So today you're getting a four. And then he thinks to himself, what are you going to do about it? We're closing in two weeks, right? This is the attitude. This is the idea. I've watched this. I watched this uh, as a senior vice president of a big wholesale lender that bought loans from mortgage brokers for a big chunk of my career. And this is how the game got played. And I refuse to play it here at RP Funding, which is why we lock everyone's rate in up front. As soon as you Mm -hmm. sign our application, as soon as you give us that that real estate contract, we lock your rate right there. Some companies will tell you, well, we can't lock your rate until the appraisal comes back. That is code word for I am going to screw you and raise your rate two weeks from now when you have no choice and it's too late for you to go to a different lender. Right? That's that's the translation, Rob. Mm -hmm. So lock your rate in up front. And if someone will not lock your rate, right? So so let's go back to our shopping scenario. So I shop around and I get three deals. And the one guy says he's going to give me the 3.5 30-year fix with a 3.71 APR. And he's the best deal. And I say, all right, I'd like to move forward. I'd, lock, I'd like to lock that rate in, right? Because I'm now an informed consumer. Sure. Because I listened to Robert Palmer and he told me that when I'm shopping for a mortgage, I should say, I want to lock my rate in right now, right? And the guy says, well... We can't lock your rate in until we get your appraisal back. We can't lock your rate in until the underwriter looks at your file. We can't lock your rate in for like two or three weeks in the future. You should then hang up the phone uh-huh. and go with plan B, right? Or tell the guy, well, look, uh, I want a rate you can lock in today. So what could you lock me into today? Oh, we could lock you today at four. Well, then why did you quote me 3.5, right? <laughs> this is what happens. Right. This is what happens every day. Well, Robert, I want to take this opportunity to invite our listeners to share their knowledge. That is one of our saving thousands rules, right? And folks, when I say share your knowledge, what I mean is let's take step one. No doubt that all of us have people in our circle of friends or family, and those people are what we could term as financial zombies. You know what I mean? Yeah, I kind of talked about it earlier in the show, and I see Robert smiling over there because basically he came up with this analogy. But a person who is a financial zombie is the kind of person that Yeah, they got some money in their pocket, right? They're making some dollars. But at the end of the day, they reach in their wallet. Everybody wants to go to dinner, right? Or they want to go to the show, whatever it is. And they kind of reach back in their wallet or their purse. And they kind of get that look on their face like, well, I had other plans. I better go home. When the reality is they're out of money. They're doggone out of money. Now, they have a choice. They could ring up more on that credit card and probably have a big fee to, to pay. Or they could slip away for a few minutes and go to the payday loan company. Or they could just simply be a better planner with their money and then they wouldn't have those problems. So a financial zombie is one who kind of waits for the demand to pay the bills. At the end of the day, they've overspent even before they got their money. So by the time they get their money, the money's gone. Then they have the need for more money. You get where I'm going with this? I think you see the picture now. So we don't want people to be financial zombies We use the Saving Thousands radio show and the Saving Thousands app on your phone, and we use SavingThousands.com. Pretty cool, huh? All right, I want to get back to Robert on something. And Robert, a lot of people have a total disconnect when it comes to refinance, and it's not their fault. It's another one of those things that we don't learn about in life until we actually sit down with a loan officer and talk about a refinance. Let's talk about the reasons for refinance. Yeah, Robbie, so let's recap. Why, why was someone refinanced? You yes, refinanced to, to lower your interest rate, right? Because paying less interest is always, always better. I mean, <laughs> even, even, I mean, on a $200,000 loan, if you drop your interest rate just a half a percent, that's $1,000 in savings the first year. Maybe you eliminate the PMI. There's people on a $200,000 loan, Rob, paying almost $3,000 a year in mortgage insurance on their, on their FHA loans, Okay. If you've got the equity now, we can eliminate that. We can eliminate that PMI. Now we're talking $3,000 in savings the first year from eliminating that high FHA PMI. Maybe $1,000 a year in savings by dropping the interest rate just a half. If you drop the interest rate 1% on a $200,000 and you're talking $2,000 in savings the first year. Maybe you go to a shorter term to maximize the savings, right? Shorter term loans carry lower interest rates. So maybe we do a 20-year loan or a 15-year loan, help you pay the home off faster. And look, the payment doesn't double. A lot of people think, oh, well, if my 30-year payment is 1,000, the 15-year payment will be 2,000. It doesn't work that way. You see, the way interest works, the way interest compounds, the shorter term does not double the payment. 
it's less because you're paying the mortgage off sooner. And so we can look at this. We can show you what 15 years would look like. Let's cut seven, eight years off the back of your mortgage. Let's cut 10 years off the back of your mortgage. Let's cut five years off the back of your mortgage. That's big money saved. Maybe you need some cash out. Maybe you need to take cash out to pay off some credit card debt. Maybe you need to take cash out to pay off uh, a car loan. Maybe you need to take cash out to buy another property. Maybe you need to combine a first and a second mortgage. Maybe you've got a, a second mortgage that's an adjustable rate that's going to go up soon. Maybe you've got a home equity line of credit that's going to adjust soon. We can refinance all these things and combine them with your first into one low rate. We can give you cash out to invest in the stock market. We can do all these things. Uh, refinancing a mortgage is such a great financial tool. Get off your butt and refinance your loan and take advantage of the savings. Save money. Reduce interest whenever possible. That's one of our rules, right? I want you to do this. I want you to do this right now. I want you to save money. I want you to stop overpaying interest to your bank. I want you to stop leaving unnecessary years on the back end of your mortgage if we can reduce your term and eliminate them. And if your mortgage payment is $1,000 a month, that's $12,000 a year. If we knock five years off of the back of your mortgage, that's $60,000. If we knock 10 years off of the back of your mortgage, that's $120,000. People are making these kind of moves and saving this kind of money. 855-773-8634. 855-773-8634. That's 855-773-8634. Call today. 855-773-8634 or go to rpfunding.com where you can apply online, rpfunding.com. Learn all about us on there. You can pick up past radio shows at savingthousands.com. This is all about me using one of my companies to help you follow the rules, to help you be a financial ninja, to help you maximize savings, to save you money. That's what it's all about. Let's get you out of that FHA mortgage. Let's get you out of that VA mortgage. Let's get you out of that USDA mortgage. Let's get you into a conventional mortgage. Let's try to eliminate that private mortgage insurance. Let's try to have the equity. Let's try to get you out of that. Let's try to save you as much money as possible. Let's get you on the right term. Let's cut years off the back. Let's cut the rate if we can. Let's cut the PMI. Let's do it. It's a free call. There's no obligation. We're here to help. 855-773-8634. 855-773-8634. Or go to rpfunding.com. 855-773-8634. And again, that number is 855-773-8634, 855-773-8634, okay? Oh, by the way, if you ever kind of wondered about how much equity you might have in your home, you might want to call that home value hotline that we talk about. The home value hotline is professional realtors and professional people in the mortgage industry putting their heads together and telling you what the price is of your home based on local, can I say that again? Based on local knowledge. That's right. When you ask a lot of these, quote, big, big companies that are advertising so much now about your home value, well, it's a computer that is going on recent home sales per square foot averages in your area. Well, there's a lot more that goes into the price of your home than that. Because what if you're in a school district that's just a little bit unique from the guys down on the next block. What if you're in an area where, by golly, here's going to come a beltway right through the middle of your part of town? All right. How about if there's an uptrend in the value of property in your area because there's a new, beautiful, state-of-the-art shopping and entertainment complex coming in? You see, the computer farm out on the coast knows nothing about that, but the local real estate world does. So Robert Palmer has teamed up with a lot of real estate professionals to get you your home value. And I know we talk about it a lot, but the home value hotline is essential to you to know your numbers. That's one of our rules. And if you want to do some of the refinancing that Robert was talking about, one of the first steps is you got to know if you have equity. So you'll know if you have equity and you'll know it based on a figure that is provided by local people who every day in their profession set property rates. That's what they do. Okay. We talk a lot about getting kids involved in finance and in money. And Robert, I know you're still working on that project. I'm working on kind of a code, right? So I want, I want us to have a saving thousands code. I, I want to lay it out, you know, the, the code, the commandments, the, the rules of the game. We talked about yesterday, right? You've got to know mm -hmm. the rules to the game. And so when you buy a Monopoly game, there's rules. And when you, you know, if you're going to play chess, you can go get a book or download the internet and you can read the rules, right? Anything we do in life, you go on a game show, 
You know, and you go to work. Everything you do, there are rules. And, yeah. and if you follow these rules, you will be successful in that endeavor, right? There are There is no rule book for this. There is no rule book for how to use credit. There's no rule book for credit scoring. There's no rule book for any of these things. So I'm going to write one. And it's not going to be a book, right? It's going to be like like 8 to 12 items, the rules, right? And, mm -hmm. and so number one is very clearly going to be shop around. You know, you've got to shop around for everything. I don't care what it is, if it's financial related. Rule number one is going to be shop around. Rule number two, uh, which I think is probably the most important, is that once you become a financial ninja, once you have applied these rules to every facet of your life, you have to share that knowledge with your friends and family because it's so hard to get an education on this. We don't teach it in schools. Nobody wants to talk about it, right? I mean, the, you know, our generations, you don't talk about money. You don't talk about no. credit. Well, how are we supposed to educate our kids and how are we supposed to educate our friends and family if we're not willing to talk about it? Oh, well, don't get involved in their affairs. Don't, don't butt into their situation with their credit or their income. Well, how are we going to support each other and how are we ever all going to go from being financial zombies to being financial ninjas if we don't help each other out? And so rule number two uh, in my code is going to be that you've got to share the knowledge. You've got to stand up and share the knowledge, share the things you learned, share the successes you've had, share the ways you've saved money, earned money, made money, been a smarter consumer, been a financial ninja by what you've learned listening to this show, and share that with your friends and share it with your family and share it with your kids because they need that knowledge because you cannot get it anywhere else. So I'm working on the other seven, eight, nine object, uh, items for the list, Rob. But that, I have two so far. We need 10. I have two. I like 10. You like 10, like the 10 yeah. commandments? Kind of like the 10 yeah, commandments. the 10 commandments. I, I have two. The 10 commandments of finance. I, I am two-tenths <laughs> of the way. I'm 20% there. I have two out of 10. Well, Robert, you know, when we talk about kids and money, I often think about the story that you tell. I love the story about your mom coming home, coming home from work and bringing a big bag of money. You know the story I'm talking about. Yeah. What happened, folks, was Robert's mom decided it was time to have the discussion about well, money. And so what she did is I wish what every parent would do. What she did was she knew she had a mature son. She knew she had a son that would understand. So what she did was she cashed her paycheck. Now, how many of you would do this? She cashed her paycheck and brought it home and took that money and actually poured it on the floor. And she said, now, Robert, sit down and let's talk about money. And so this was kind of fun for a kid to see all that money. Imagine that your paycheck in ones, fives, tens, and twenties, all laying on the floor. And so she said, this isn't a game, but I want to teach you something. Okay. Count out this much money. And he, and you know, and he did it. And that was to represent the house payment. She said, now count out X number of money. And he did. And she said, put that over there. That's the car payment. Now take out this much money insurance. And you can see it going right down the line until there was just a little bit of money left. Not a lot. And she said, now, Robert, that's the amount of money we have to live on until my next paycheck. It gave him a whole new understanding of money because you see with most kids, all they do is see their parents very seldom even write a check anymore. They very seldom get to see their parents reach into a wallet and pull out cash. What they see is a piece of plastic swiping through a little machine. And all of a sudden we're carrying home the big screen TV or dad and mom signing their name and driving out with a brand new car. I mean, there's a total disconnect between money and reality. And so I love that story that Robert tells. And, and you may not do it just that way, but I hope that you will think of some ways that you can incorporate spending, earning, and put it on an even keel with the kids. Okay, but even we adults, we get trapped. Uh, Robert's smiling about this. I know that I've been caught, and I think you all have too, with a lot of the financial tricks out there in the industry that happen to us, and we don't even think about it. How about the standing in the department store line? You've got some articles. The girl offers you 25% off if you only apply for the credit card today. And you do it. And Robert, what have we done? Yeah, you know, we, and we all have the best intentions. We all sit there in line and say, oh, we're going we're gonna to pay this off as soon as we get home, <laughs> right? And, and let me tell you, it's just like, they, you know, they say Vegas wasn't built on winners. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, credit card companies were not built on winners. And, you know, we all have that intention. Oh, well, I'll get the 20% off or the 10% off and I'm going to go home. And I'm going to pay this off. So it's not going to matter. Well, wrong. You know, most people don't. And, and the other funny thing is, you know, Rob, if you look at the bank that actually issues that department store card, right? Mm -hmm. Because that's the thing. At the end of the day, the department store is not the one giving you the money. They've hooked up with a bank. And what the bank has figured out is they can charge you an egregious interest rate 
if they give you the card in line while you're at the store because people are less likely to shop around. You know, when they mail you a credit card offer in the mail, you know, now you're at home, you're in your own element. You know, maybe you're going to go online and do some research and some comparison shopping. And, and so they've got to be competitive. And so what you'll see is the same banks will offer you a 10 to 15 percent lower. I'm talking 10 to 15 points. So like if it's 29 percent at the department store, you could probably get it for 15 percent interest just by calling that same credit card company directly. Mm -hmm. But they know what happens. You know, you you run that charge up and your intention is you're going to go home and pay it off. And then guess what? Life happens. Right. Life always happens. All of a sudden your car needs new tires. All of a sudden, your air conditioner goes out of the house, you know, whatever it is. And now that money that you put aside to pay off that credit card, all of a sudden, it's going to something else. It's going to something that popped up. You're going out to dinner that night with your friends, and you end up spending a little more than you thought you were. Whatever happens, and now that purchase sits on that credit card, and you're mailing the minimum payment, and all of a sudden, you wake up, and that T-shirt that cost 15 bucks that you save 20% on ends up costing you 150 because mm-hmm. it takes you 20 years to pay it off, you know? And and how many of us can how many of us can really afford to continually pay that kind of money? But it's it's what happens, and it's it's how they build the trap. You know, they want to get you in there and get you hooked. It's almost like a drug dealer. You know, but this is how big financial services companies works. Uh, you know, uh, homeowners insurance, car insurance, same way. You know, they get you in, they get you hooked. The most powerful thing they ever did was come up with auto bill, right? Yes, you know, sir. we we think auto bill is this great convenience in life, right? You know, like oh, this is great. I just they just take the money out of my checking account every month. I don't even <laughs> notice it, right? Well, yeah, and then when they increase your premium next year, you don't even notice that either. No. And then okay. when they increase your premium again the year after that, you don't even notice that. Mm-hmm. You know, so again, there's there's all these things that that they are doing to stack the deck against us as consumers. And so I felt like it was my duty, my responsibility to come out here and get on the radio and tell people how this stuff works and and try to educate them. And a lot of this stuff is is common sense, but it's it's stuff we just don't think about. You know, it, it, because. Again, it's designed for us not to think about it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's they spend a lot of money hiring really, really expensive consultants and marketers to come in here and figure out ways to confuse the crap out of the consumer so they can get more interest, so they can make more money. And, and that's what I'm here to change, Rob. That's why I come on the radio every Saturday and now mm-hmm. every weekday to try to open people's eyes to it and, and keep an eye out for what's going on out there in the media you know, what, what's the new big thing we got to watch out for? What's the new big tactic they're trying to use to to take advantage of people? And we're, just, we're not going to stand for it, man, because I'm telling you, it's simple. All you got to do is take the time to shop around. You know, if you're standing in line, and this is one of my favorite things, and I'm, I'm, the, I'm the jerk that does this. When I'm in line at, at the department store, and they're like, you know, sir, would you like to open a whatever credit card today? And I'm like, well, that depends. You know, what's the annual percentage rate and annual fee? They have no idea, right? <laughs> I mean, the poor girl, she has no clue. I mean, she's sitting here. You know, just supposed to be checking out and ringing up, you know, whatever I'm buying that day. And all of a sudden, you know, she throws in, which I like, what I like, a credit card. And I'm asking her for details. So it never fails. They, they go digging through the cash register, right? Because somewhere buried deep is like the, the brochure for the credit card, the right? The little pamphlet, right? So I, I was like, yeah, I'm sure maybe I'll get that. You know, what's the APR? What's the, the annual fee? And so the, then the, the search ensues, right? So now they're looking at all the drawers, looking for the little pamphlet. And finally they dig it up. And now we're all looking through the fine print together and trying to figure out what it is. And, and then the funny thing is, I would say half the time they're actually embarrassed when they find the, the annual percentage rate to have to tell you because they're like, oh, my God, it's 29 percent. Like, like they had no idea. Like, well, you work here. You just tried to sell me this credit card with a 29 percent interest rate. And now it's like you're embarrassed by the fact that the interest rate's 29 percent. You know, they don't even know what they're selling you because, again, it's just somebody figured out, let's have the cashier ask the question, mm-hmm. would you like to save 20% a day by opening a whatever account? And they have no idea how much it costs. They have no idea what the annual fee is. They have no idea what the annual percentage rate is. And when they see it, they're even ashamed to, to try to sell you that credit card. You know, so mm-hmm. it just, it amazes me, you know, but that that's how it works. You know, mortgages were one of the worst back in the day. You know, still are, you know, we've, you know, I came out at RP funding and I, I decided we weren't going to charge lender fees and the rest of the industry thought I was an idiot. That's you know, right. I think they wanted to, half of them wanted me to fail and half of them wanted to murder me in my sleep. <laughs> um, you know, and then when I went on the radio and started talking about it and telling mm-hmm. people how this stuff works, uh, you know, cause the funny thing is in the mortgage business, those, those lender fees, they actually, we call them junk fees. You know, that's what they're called in the industry. Mm-hmm. Anybody who's ever been in the mortgage business knows that the underwriting fees and the processing fees and the origination fees, they're called junk fees. Now, if the industry itself calls them junk fees, how important can they really be? Well, Robert, we're almost to the end of the show, and I was hoping to take just a few more minutes and talk about savingthousands.com. 
kind of walk the people through it, if I may. Is that okay? All right. Here's what I want to do. I mentioned before that you can go to savingthousands.com, and there's nothing for sale on that site. Robert's not trying to get you to buy a set of DVDs. Nobody's going to try to talk you in coming to a big conference in Orlando. Well, it could be fun, but we don't offer it. But anyway, there's nothing on that site that is trying to get any money out of you. That's kind of refreshing, right? And it is true. I challenge you to go from the homepage all the way through every click and clack you can do on that site, and you will not find anywhere that this company is asking you for any money. Nope. It's just all tools. It's all all of us coming to work each and every day. It's kind of exciting. It's, it's kind of uh, different. I tell my friends, they say, what do you do for a living? And I say, I'm on the radio with Robert Palmer. And they say, well, what do you do? And I say, we have financial talk shows, and we talk about how people can get farther with the money they have. And they say, that's the way you make a living? I say, yeah, and I love what I do. Because, I mean, how much more rewarding can any profession be than giving back? And that's what we do. But anyway, savingthousands.com is your 24-hour, seven-day-a-week give back. It's always there for you. There's always new information every single day. Our research department is adding new articles, new edited radio programs, so we can kind of make them a little bit more to the point of what you need to find because we talk about a lot of stuff in an hour. But we try to then cut some of that information out into smaller modules and put it into some some little on-demand modules you can listen to. Okay? It's always a lot of fun. So check out savingthousands.com. You got the rules to financial success on there. You've got past radio shows you can look up by demand and by date. You've got station listings where you can listen to us just about everywhere you go. And you have the Ask Robert segment where you can just type in a form and ask him a question and he will write you back. Well, we talked a little bit before, Robert, you were talking to us about fees that come to us from everybody from department stores to whatever. But what about these mortgage companies and some of these outlandish fees they charge us? Yeah. So the first thing is you have what's called lender fees, right? So in most cases, the the mortgage company is going to charge you a thousand to two thousand dollars in lender fees. Ouch! And, and in the industry, we call these junk fees, and these are just excess profits for mortgage companies. And it's just it's big banks and and big greedy companies making extra profits. Right? That's all it is. Or it's because the company cuts the pie up too many ways. Right? You've got a mortgage broker trying to get paid, and then you've also got a correspondent lender trying to get paid, and you've got the lender trying to get paid, and the servicer trying to get paid. So you've got so many hands in the pot that they have to charge you these fees. Uh, as, as a direct lender going from consumer all the way to loan servicing, there's only one hand in the pot and it's mine, right? And I don't have shareholders and I don't have stockholders and I'm not a public company and I don't report to a board of directors. I do whatever I want because I own this company and I'm not gonna charge those fees. So right off the bat, we're a thousand to 2000 cheaper. I don't have to pay those for you because I just don't charge them, right? And it's simple, it's a phone call away. RP funding, 855-773-8634. 855-773-8634. That's 855-773-8634. 855-773-8634. Who should refinance, Rob? I tell you what, anyone right with now, a everybody. Anyone that's right. Anybody with a with a, a higher <laughs> higher interest rate, right? And and by higher, I mean I would say anything over maybe four, four and a quarter uh-huh. you should look at. Because yeah. if we can put you on a fifteen year or a ten year and cut that term, uh anything if you're in the in the fours or higher, it's worth taking a look at. If you have an FHA loan and you're paying mortgage insurance. If you're paying any type of mortgage insurance, we should take a look at it. If you have a second mortgage, that second mortgage may reset soon, right? That the home equity line of credit, the payment may triple on you because the, there's a 10 year draw period on those home equity lines. We see this a lot, Rob. People get to the 10th year on their home equity line. You know, you're, you're looking back 10 years from now and it was right kind of at the height of the boom when people were buying a lot of houses. Those home equity lines of credit will start to what's called reset, which is after the 10 year draw period that's interest only, they triple your payment because now it's time to pay them back. Okay, it's time to pay back the principal. Mm. And so people see those HELOC payments triple and that's when they want to refinance with it. Maybe you have an adjustable rate mortgage and you want to go to a fixed. Maybe you need to take some cash out. Right? Maybe you need to do a debt consolidation loan. Maybe you need to just get cash out for whatever. So you can do a cash out mortgage with us. We'll loan you up to you know 80% of the home's value and give you the, the cash. Take it and do whatever you want with it. Invest in the stock market, right? You can uh, use it to pay off credit cards, use it to buy a new car, use it to put a kid through college. You can do whatever you want with that cash. You can access that home equity with us, right? Uh, you can you can go from an arm to a fixed. You can shorten your term. You can lower your payments. You can eliminate PMI. So anyone with an FHA loan, anyone who needs to access that equity, anyone who needs to shorten their term, anyone who wants to lower look at lowering their interest rate because they're they're above say a four and a quarter rate, 
uh, and we can look at 15 years and 20 years and 30 years and all these different terms for you, we can run all the different numbers, we can run all the different scenarios, there's no cost, there's no obligation for us to take a look at it and show you what we can do, show you how we can save you money. All you have to do is pick up the phone and give us a call at 855-773-8634. We're going to give you a great deal. We're going to help you refinance. We're going to help guide you down the right path. 855-773-8634. It's with my personal mortgage company, the one I own, RP Funding. I have no shareholders, no stockholders, no board of directors, no greedy owners telling me what to do. I can do whatever I want, and I want to help all of my financial ninjas. I want every radio show listener to have their mortgage with my company, right? You know, RP Funding is one of the companies in the Robert Palmer family of companies. I want every one of my listeners, every one of my financial ninjas to move their mortgage over to us, to have their mortgage with me at RP Funding, 855-773-8634, 855-773-8634. And Rob, it took me almost 15 years to perfect a company that could do this. Yep. A company that could pay enough less in commissions and, and sales costs and run efficiently enough in the middle and be able to securitize loans directly with Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, and Ginnie Mae. Out of like 100,000 mortgage companies in the country, there's only like 300 of us that have that level of approval to securitize loans with Fannie, Freddie, and Ginnie. And I own one of those companies, and I'm proud of that. I'm not a greedy guy. I'm not trying to get rich off of one customer. I'm trying to build customers for life. I'm trying to empower my financial ninja army to reduce their interest rates, to save money, to be smarter consumers. I've been blessed with my successes in life and this is all part of me giving back and helping others. It's the reason I do this radio show. It's the reason I spend two and a half million dollars, two million dollars of my own money on airtime to get out here and tell people how to save money and spread the saving thousands rules and spread the financial ninja handbook and help people move in the right direction. And right now through one of my companies, I'm helping you reduce interest. I'm helping you refinance your mortgage. It's part of my plan to give back and my plan to empower my listeners right here on the radio and it's a simple phone call away. Call us right now. We'll give you a, a free quote. We'll give you a free mortgage analysis. We'll show you what it looks like to maybe eliminate your PMI, maybe reduce your term, maybe reduce your interest rate, uh, maybe take some cash out, maybe consolidate a first and a second mortgage. Whatever you need to do, we're here to help. 855-773-8634. It's a simple toll-free phone call. No obligation. 855-773-8634. 855-773-8634. That's 855-RP-FUNDING. 855-773-8634 or go to rpfunding.com. And again, if you didn't get it written down in time, it's 855-773-8634. 855-773-8634 or go online to rpfunding.com, rpfunding.com. Everything is 100% totally confidential. All right? So that's the end of the show. In wrapping it up, let me remind you. You've got this Saving Thousands radio show aired 24-7, 365 on the iHeart channel. You can go to your smartphone, go to the Play Store, and download Saving Thousands Radio, the app. <laughs> yes, there's an app for that. You can visit online, savingthousands.com. You can also go to Real Prospector, which is a website that has to do with real estate and those involved in real estate. And we also have another site called A State of Eye. A State of Eyes. If you've been thinking about moving to another area of the country, check out A State of Eyes. It's got lots of information about distant destinations. Also, there's a lot of information in there about life and money. And you'll find some great interviews on there as well, if I do say so myself. So that's going to wrap it up. Robert, thank you so much. Dave Derica, our producer, thank you. And folks out there, all in all, at the end of the day, it's all about saving thousands with Robert Palmer.